Welcome to the Self-Care Goddess Podcast, brought to you by me, Rita Savoya, founder of Savoya Self-Care Holistic Wellness. I'm a certified nutritionist and a holistic wellness coach for midlife women who want to rediscover their happier, sexier selves naturally without pills or side effects so that they can thrive as they age. I'm also the creator of the Savoya Self-Care Method, empowering women to nurture heart, mind, and body for transformative results. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help millions of midlife women become their own health heroes. As a woman entrepreneur and a caregiver to aging parents, I fully understand the many responsibilities and generally stressful times women are living through these days, often suffering in silence, misunderstood, and putting themselves last. That's why each week I will be here for you, guiding you on your personal wellness journey, sharing expert advice from thought leaders on natural, practical, and simple solutions to help you thrive during the midlife transition. Get ready to listen to inspiring conversations about all things wellness, nutrition, mindset, mental health, fasting, hormones, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ancient healing strategies like meditation, mindfulness and breath work, and spirituality. Every month, I will also be featuring a small to medium-sized business to help spread the word on the amazing work they're doing so we can support them. And now, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble. Happy listening! Hello, hello, self-care goddesses. I just want to thank you for spending part of your day with me today with my first, I'm so excited, my very first podcast episode. So yay, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Savoya Self-Care Goddess podcast where I share all kinds of information on self-care as well as empower you, beautiful woman to be to become your own health hero through self-care sustainable lifestyle habits such as nutrition fasting detoxing we're going to be talking all about perimenopause like it's really geared to women that are going through this transitional period that is oftentimes misunderstood or really misdiagnosed and so yeah just equipping you with lots and lots of information and also practical information so that you can really take matters into your own hands and maybe perhaps even work with a, a practitioner or your doctor and be very very super informed about what is out there in terms of natural remedies that can really help you overcome this transitional period if you're suffering from symptoms and really naturally um, allow your body to self-heal and rebalance so then you can feel like your happier, sexier self and thrive as you age. So that's going to be all that we're going to be talking about through these different episodes. It's going to be a bunch of amazing people, amazing guests that I will have on the show. 
And for sure, if you want me to interview certain people or on certain topics, whether they're trending or not, then I can definitely do that too. So please send in if you want me to cover a particular topic, as well as maybe interview a specific person. Why not? Uh, Definitely, I would love your engagement in this as well. It's a two-way street for sure. It's not just me here talking to myself. Um, And basically, I also want to interview, and I've already started with... um, people that own like small businesses and, you know, preferably women, but they don't have to be. And basically I'm going to be featuring that every other week. And so I wish I had that when I was running my business. And it's really because these people have amazing stories and I love storytelling and I love to hear stories. I'm the person when you sit in a taxi with me in the back of a taxi, I will be asking all kinds of questions to the taxi driver because they have amazing stories. Come on. They have the best stories, right? They always deal with people and I just, I'm just so intrigued. And I've been like that since, yeah, I started taking taxis. So that was like my clubbing years here in uh, in Toronto, very, very young. And, uh, and now the Uber driver is like, you'll see me drilling the Uber driver with all kinds of questions because they have some amazing stories too, because it's probably something they do part-time. Anyway, I love people's stories because I think we, we're all on a very unique journey in our life and sharing these stories really provide value inspiration, motivation to like keep going if we're stuck or perhaps we're not feeling well and we hear like a beautiful healing story and it just like gives so much inspiration. And I've learned this with um, with actually my parents. When I share with them some healing stories, I can see it in their eyes. They like glitter and be like, oh, wow, there is hope. And it there is. And I just feel like not enough people are doing this sharing. So I'm going to do my part here at Savoia Self-Care Goddess Podcast. And I'm going to share all kinds of stories. I'm going to share entrepreneurial stories. I'm going to share some struggle stories. I'm going to share some self-healing stories through the amazing guests that I come that come on the show. And basically, I'm going to back it up with amazing evidence-based, science-based research, as well as um, just anecdotal evidence, right? So that's also very important too, right? Sometimes it's not just the science because the science can explain it, maybe because the science is not there yet, right? right? Because there's other phenomena for sure going on around us. So I hope you're with me and you know what I mean. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah. So the first episode is really, I just want you to get to know me a little bit more and understand my why and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I'm going to start way back when I was born. And basically, I'm an immigrant to Canada. I actually was born in Italy, in a uh, small village in Italy or town in, in Italy, in the mountains. So beautiful, beautiful landscape. Like I could just still picture it. Just so, so pretty and so beautiful. Really cold in the winter, but in the summer was just like phenomenal air. Like the air was just amazing. Anyway, um, decided with, obviously I didn't. My parents decided to immigrate to Canada when I was eight years old. So I've been here for several years. And so I was educated in Canada. I went to school and obtained a Bachelor of Commerce from New York University 
university. So my Torontonians know exactly where that is. And, uh, and then so it, with a specialization in HR. So although it was business oriented, I specialized in HR. And then I went on to do a master's at Queens University in Kingston. And it was a master's of um, industrial relations, again, with um, heavily based around um, HR human resources. I ended up working in HR for about two years, but very, very soon I decided that uh, the corporate life was not for me and I was not happy at all with the nine to five sitting in a cubicle. I was like, no, 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 this is not me. I need something a little bit more creative that I really need to get my creative juices going. And so then I decided to actually embark on a journey and moved to Dubai um, the unofficial reason was I followed an ex-boyfriend there, but, and then we broke up and we kind of went our separate ways and I stayed there and I actually stayed there for three years and then came back and was offered an opportunity to start an HR consulting. So I did HR there and I did uh, consulting in Dubai. And it was an amazing experience. Like, let me tell you, Dubai is just like um, Vegas on steroids. I've never been to Vegas, but that's what people tell me. So <laughs> um, it truly is uh, amazing. And I got to travel within the region, which was awesome. Like I got to see Syria before, you know, what's happened to it now. I've traveled to Egypt. I've traveled to Lebanon. I've traveled to Jordan several times. And, uh, and then I did a lot of the Asia um, countries, Asian countries as well. And so, yeah, I'm a bit of a travel junkie. I love, like, you know, me by now, I love asking questions and finding out different cultures and just like being really um, immersed in that culture and, and just really identifying with that culture. That's kind of why I, um, I, I think I can really settle in anywhere. And that's why, yes, home is where my family is, my immediate family. But who knows where I'll end up, to be honest. And that's why I actually chose to run an online business is to have that sort of geographical freedom where I can run this business from anywhere in the world. So basically after three years of um, really awesome fun times in Dubai, worked there um, for Emirates Airlines a bit and then for a consultancy. And then I worked for Xerox as the HR head there. I decided to go, well, I didn't decide. I was kind of forced by my parents to come back. They said, either you come back or we're changing the locks. I'm kidding. They did say it was supposed to be a one-year experience and I was there for three. So they're like, yeah, it's time to come home. So I did. I returned home. But then uh, soon after, after, about a year after, I was offered a, an opportunity to run an HR consultancy in Dubai with four other, three other partners, all males, and um, and basically, I was like to my parents, guys, I you know I put in, I put on a, a, my convincing face. I was like, I this is a, like an opportunity that's knocking on my door, and I cannot say no, right? And I'm all about really like seizing the day. And if th this opportunity is is really knocking on your door, you need to. To take it right you need to and i was like scared shitless i've never ran a business on my own before but i knew that consulting was my my calling like that's what i really wanted to do and so when i when i got this opportunity i was like yeah and you know what my parents are amazing they understood that and they're like yes we support you go ahead go back so yeah, I mean, every time I would leave Dubai, sorry, Toronto, when I would visit from Dubai, it'd be like a funeral. I swear we'd all be crying and I'd be missing everybody. And my poor nieces, like they got their first heartbreak at like two, three years old. 
because they'd be missing me and stuff like that. But I knew that going back to Dubai was like such an amazing opportunity. I needed to jump out of my comfort zone and do this for me, right? And so because I always think of this, when you ask people, there was um, some research done, when you ask people on their deathbed, what is it that they... um in, in terms of when they reflect on their life, they don't regret the stuff that they did. They regret the stuff they didn't do. So I have lived my life with literally very few, if any, regrets. So I kind of just go for it and go with it because again, I don't, I didn't want to regret not going. So anyway, so I went back, I was three other partners and I started this consulting business. Very, very tough. Um, as you know, I have to learn the actual business itself, not the HR side, but the business of running a business. And they kind of just left me to run the business on my own. And it got really kind of ugly at the end that I actually decided to, um, depart and split and kind of do it on my own. So I looked for a an Emirati partner and that went well for a little bit, but it didn't last. And that was my sort of fork in the road. And maybe this was two years in or yeah, two years in. And so I decided, and my parents were like, oh, come home. It didn't work out. You tried it. You, you know, you went there, just come back. Right. This was two years in. And then I was like, Hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is the end. So another thing about me is I really, I'm really in tune with my intuition. I've been using my intuition for a very long time, since the beginning, to read um, sort of people in, in a room, to read my own emotional um, states, to read, um, to really help me with decision-making, really. So again, I, you know, I, I, I um, tuned in to my own um, gut feeling and something was telling me, give it one more go, give it one more go on your own. And that was terrifying, right? Because uh, the other times I always had partners and I said, you know what, I'm going to try this on my own at one, you know, third, third time's a charm one last time. And if it doesn't work, then I know that I have given it my best and I have tried my best. So basically I did, I did it on my own. I went out and got myself just a sponsor, an Emirati sponsor, because at the time you needed a sponsor to run a business. And basically she was a woman <laughs> and um, I decided to go with a woman. And she was sort of, you know, laissez-faire. All I had to do was give her a percentage at the end of uh, the year. Not even a percentage, it was just a fee. And I ran the business. I ran the business for about six, seven, six years. And it was, uh, it was tough. It was gratifying. It was a lot of work. When my friends were out on the beach or out, I would be doing my programs. And so I, the way I set it up was that I really identified what I love to do, which was to actually go and sell the program, actually go and meet the client, understand their needs, and then create the program. And that was the creative aspect that I was really feeding, right? Which I wasn't getting in the corporate world. And so basically I was like creating these amazing programs from scratch and then I was um, pitching it to the to the uh, to the client, and then obviously putting the plan together. And then what I did was because the delivery, I wasn't crazy. I mean, I still love delivering, but it was. I knew that if I was in a room delivering the training, then I wasn't out there creating more programs, right? So then what I did was I created a really cool group of associates that would actually deliver the program for me. So anyway, so the reason why I'm telling you this is because. 
again, I really, I was very in tune with what are the aspects of my day that I love to do and how can I do more of that and less of the stuff that I don't like to do. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, you had that luxury. No, actually I didn't. I created that luxury, right? So just to kind of give you what's what's possible out there in the entrepreneurial world and the entrepreneurial journey. So yeah, so that went really well. I had some really good clients under my belt and it was going really well. And But I physically or, or from a health perspective, I was not doing so well. So um, Dubai is a very, very eating out culture. It's um, We're going out every... Uh, actually, I used to start on... Wednesday night, or maybe Tuesday. What am I saying? Ladies night was Tuesday. Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then the break, Sunday was also stuff was going on. And then the actual day that nothing was going on was Monday. And all those nights, we were either eating out, drinking a lot of alcohol, and very little sleep because I had to work the next day, right? So that was happening for a while. And what that caused was what's called dysbiosis in my gut. So basically we have good bacteria in our gut and we have the bad bacteria that doesn't actually do anything for us, right? And what happens is when you have all of these toxins in your body, which is, and then the lack of sleep, even these poor lifestyle habits, like lack of sleep, then what happens is um, there is the bad guys overcrowd the good guys and you're not actually feeding the good guys and it causes havoc in your gut. And I was having some real issues like brain fog, um, upset stomach. And I was also eating the wrong things, right? I was eating things that were upsetting my stomach. And I was going to the bathroom like, and having like number two after like dairy, for example, gluten. I was feeling so bloated because of gluten. And after each meal, it was awful. I had these like horrible... Um, and now I know you guys can't see me, but like swollen right under my eyes, like somebody punched me out. It looked so bad. And I'm sure some of my friends that are listening to this can remember how bad they used to look. And I and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Right. And I used to like massage them and they used to hurt. Like it was right on top of my sinuses, like on the cheekbone. And it was painful. It was really painful. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, so, like something's got to give. I can't be doing this. But what really bothered me was the brain fog, like the low energy. And I just wasn't feeling like my vibrant self, right? And I was very athletic from a young age and I couldn't really sort of keep up with, with the gym and, and going out and all that stuff. So it was getting a lot. So basically I went to go see a functional medicine doctor and I don't know how I came across this lady, but I did. And I don't, I definitely believe in fate. So I don't know how I went from one thing to another and one doctor to another. And I finally ended up with her, but she was also a gynecologist because I was having issues. I've had polycystic ovary. I've been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome since I first got my period because I used to get my period every three months. And now as a kid, I was, um, 15 when I got my period. So I guess pretty late, but as a, as a kid that um, loved sports and was in a lot of sports in, uh, in high school, as well as elementary school, I, I loved that my period was coming only three months out of the, out of every three months. Right. I really loved that because it wasn't interfering with my sports. So I didn't really 
when I went to go check it out here in Toronto, I didn't really like pay too much attention to it. And they did ask, uh, sorry, they did tell me right away, you can go on the pill. And so again, that intuition kicked in and said, nah, you know what? I'm actually fine with my three months. As long as I get it, I'm shedding the lining. I know I'm, I'm not like holding, um, holding anything in or anything, nothing's accumulating because I am shedding it. So I'm just going to stay the way it is and see what happens. So Anyway, this ovarian syndrome um, that I had, it actually affected my insulin levels as well. And I was pre-diabetic and that kind of scared me, right? I, I was I knew about diabetes and I knew that it was way too restrictive and I did not want to check my insulin levels and, and everything else. So I got a little bit scared about that because I knew that my lifestyle, my eating out, eating processed foods, maybe not so much processed foods, but like, you know, I guess eating out and, uh, you know, the unhealthy fats and oils that the restaurants were using, right? The lack of sleep, right? And that really affected my insulin resistance, right? So I um, I was actually pretty scared. And so then when my doctor recommended a few changes, such as my diet, she um, she made me do so many tests, which was amazing to realize, wow, this is like, if you don't test, then you don't know, right? You're, you're literally like blind to what's happening in your body. So we did like stool tests. We did the insulin resistance test. We did the fasting insulin resistance. And then the uh, the non-fasting one to really understand what's happening to my body when glucose is introduced, right? And how sensitive are the insulin um, cells, right? Receptors and stuff like that. So it was really cool to see. We did all kinds of blood work. We understood what nutrients I was deficient in, and we really dug deep into um, a lot of stuff that really provided some amazing, some amazing, amazing information for me. And basically, I used to be a tuna girl, so tuna out of a can. Which, oh my god, you know all the toxins and chemicals in the, in the first of all in the tuna itself, but also in the can, right? and the preservatives and all that stuff. So I used to be eat it at least three times a week, tuna, tomato, oregano, and then some cucumbers. That was my quick meal that I used to eat because I was so busy. And so basically that caused a huge havoc, right? I was so high in histamine, probably because I was eating a lot of that. <clears throat> and that caused um, a cascade of, of different things, which was explaining my symptoms, right? So anyway, with this doctor and God bless her, I love her. She's still in Dubai. Go check her out if you're in Dubai and you have any of these issues. Give a shout out to Dr. Leila Suda. Um, she's on Jumeirah Beach Road. Anyway, um, she was amazing. So we did a lot of work and she really put me on uh, an awesome diet that we worked together. Basically, very um, Mediterranean diet no processed foods, right? Um, she, we, we supplemented a lot. So we used a lot of supplements. I was spending like most of my money on supplements and not really going out as much because I was, um, I was eating, sorry, taking supplements. Lifestyle was super important, right? Um, the crucial role of like how to manage stress. So that I really came to, it really hit me that, yeah, I really need to manage stress in order to, because stress has, is a silent killer for sure. The importance of sleep. So I really changed my sort of my bed routine and my morning routine, really not knowing I was creating a routine, right? 
And, uh, you know, I didn't go out as much. I still partied for sure, but I was a little bit more careful with what I was eating and stuff like that. I wasn't drinking as much. I was, it was really like only for special occasions type of thing. I lowered my toxic load. So especially with the mercury, the high levels of mercury in the tuna. So I really, I was very, um, uh, worried about that. So I stopped really eating tuna altogether. Um, also I removed like the chemicals in like my perfume. I stopped wearing perfume and my siblings like always make fun of me that I smell very earthy now and very natural. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not using chemicals anymore. Right. I, I switched cleaning products and I removed those air, horrible air fresheners in my home. And, um, also like the makeup that I used, I also removed all that and got um, really clean personal care, like my deodorant too, and uh, my makeup as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, yeah, I use, uh, so basically now I use essential oils um, for, and blends for, for smell, like to smell nice. You know, I switched my coffee to organic coffee. I avoid foods that are very high in pesticides, right? So I try to eat um, organic as much as possible and avoid the conventional high uh, sprayed pesticides, um, GMO foods, right? Or produce. And I also, like I said, I lowered my chemical um, exposure, toxic load of these xenoestrogens, which actually mimic estrogen and act as hormone disruptors. So I really um, got rid of all of those. So I did all that. And lo and behold, it was amazing to do the tests again because I was doing so much better. I was improving. And the first thing, the first physical sign was the the um, my, my the puffiness under my eyes was gone and it would and it looked I mean, I looked so much younger, right? And also, I've and it stopped hurting. It was amazing. So that was like the very phys- physical signs. But the mental fog, a super clear mental clarity came back. My memory came back. It was better than before. Um, I had so much energy. I was back at the gym and going hard at the gym and lots of energy. But what I did also take uh, up is yoga. And so yoga was, at first it was totally physical, right? I started with hot yoga and then I went into just regular yoga, but it just got, it just got so much better because I used to look forward to. So I used to look forward to the one hour class, but not the one hour class, the like three to five minutes of Shavasana, which is right at the end of the class where you're basically really just surrendering on your mat and being very still. And it was the only time in the day when I literally, except for sleep, I was still and it was like my time, you know, and although my thoughts would wander here and there, most of the time I was able to just, just be, just be in the present moment in the now. And basically that led me to get into more yoga. So I was doing yoga every day and I met some amazing people and just like the vibe and the energy really, really changed my perspective. It just really allowed me to be more aware, self-aware of myself. And basically I, um, 
I met some amazing people. And from there, I went into meditation. And from meditation, I went into breath work, which is pranayama in Sanskrit. And from there, I went to India to actually get trained as a yoga teacher because I was like, no, I need to teach this to more people. And so while I was going through my own story, something was happening here back home in Toronto. My mom was also suffering. And it's weird because we sort of had these parallel um, things happening to us where I was having issues and so was she. And it all started with her hair thinning. And then she started losing a lot of weight. And then she just wasn't her vibrant, positive, amazing self. And for those of you listeners that know my mom, she's, she's amazing, right? And so... Basically, I started noticing it and I I spoke to my siblings and they're like, oh, Rita, you're, you're not around every day. So you don't understand that, you know, this is, this is a normal in air quotes, normal part of aging. And it's because you're not around every day. So you really see the impact because you only talk or you only see them, you know, every couple of months, but I'm like, yeah, but I'm talking to them every day and I'm seeing them with my iPad every day. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't believe this bullshit. Again, I tapped into my intuition and into my gut feeling. And I was like, no, 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 something else is going on. There's no way this is my mom. She is definitely suffering from something and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So we went to a bunch and I would literally come to Canada on purpose to with to so many different conventional doctor's appointments. They ran a bunch of blood work and could not figure out what was wrong with her. Gave her a bunch, like, you know, of course the pharmaceutical drugs, but that was causing side effects. And so it was actually worsening her case. And she was just getting worse and worse in the sense that she was also getting depressed and she wasn't feeling like herself. And she was, her hair was falling out and a bunch of other feeling very ill and no energy, couldn't really get out of bed. And so we went uh, to a couple of um, different doctors and we even did a, a scan, an MRI scan, just to make sure that it wasn't early signs of dementia that was happening to her. And thank God it wasn't. Her, her brain just showed normal signs of aging. And I was like thrilled. I actually drove to Buffalo, New York, because it was going to take forever to do the MRI here in Canada. And I did not want to wait. So I was determined to figure out what the heck is going on with this woman. So we finally came across an amazing doctor, again, functional medicine doctor, and she helped us a lot. And then we went to another naturopath. So right now we're actually working with a Lyme specialist. We're working with a naturopath. We're working with a rheumatologist, basically really, really awesome woman. We are working with um, obviously me as a nutritionist and I'll get to how I became a nutritionist and, um, and then a family doctor. So there's like five different people looking after her and, you know, thank God she's doing so much better. She's definitely not where I want her to be, but we're getting there. And, you know, it, it takes years because it's, it's taken years for her her to get to the point where she's gotten. So it's going to take years to get her back. And now she is 76 and definitely doing more, way better than she was when um, about six, seven years ago, when we were, when we first started noticing a decline in her health. So basically three years into this, really trying to help my mom, I was still doing my HR business. Right. And that's when I decided that, you know, 
I'm actually done. And I knew that I wasn't going to die as an HR director. I knew that I was going to do something else in my life. I knew I was going to change career. Again, that gut feeling told me that I was going to change careers. And so I said, I'm really enjoying this research that I'm doing with for my mom and myself. I'm really enjoying working with the functional medicine doctor. I really... I mean, this is like almost like a a passion for me. And that's when I decided, hey, you know what? Why not get paid for my passion? And that's when I said, halas, as we say in Arabic, uh, with HR, I'm going to go back, move back to Toronto because my mom really needed me and I really needed to be close as well as my sister couldn't handle all the doctor's appointments and running around. So then... I decided to come back for my sister's sanity as well, leave that luxurious lifestyle of the rich and famous and come and tend to my mother because I knew that if I was here, I would be, it would be, I would be accelerating the the time, the healing time, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So basically I decided to move back. I decided to go back to school to the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, one of the top leading nutrition schools in Canada. And it's a one-year tough, tough program. I mean, there is just, it covers everything in nutrition and it is super tough. There's just so much amazing information that they teach you. And so I decided to to pursue it. And I still didn't know exactly what I was going to do with this information, but I just knew that I had way too much information that I needed to get out there in the world. And if I was able to help my mom, and I also helped my sister a lot with her PMS. I mean, she can say now that um, she, she doesn't have it anymore, which is amazing. She's having regular periods and everything. So because she also has PCOS. And so basically... Um, I, I helped these, my mom and my sister and obviously myself. And I was like, I want to do this for more women. I want to empower more women. I still didn't know what capacity, but I knew that I wanted to do this. So in a way in HR, I was helping people with their careers. I was doing a lot of career coaching and career development. So, you know, I, I kind of, I'm still helping people with their lives and helping them with their health and wellness. And I'm coaching them through this. So in a way I kind of, yes, I switched careers, but my purpose and my mission has always been kind of the same, you know? So, and I knew, like, I'm just one of those people that I know that I'm on this earth for a reason and for a very good reason, not just to sort of live my own life, but also to really um, explore, not uh, explore how to help other people, right? Other people and, um, and help them in their journey, their health journey. I didn't know that it was a health journey. I thought it was a career journey, but now it's also their health journey. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is I know I'm on this earth to to empower women, especially women, because everybody really, but especially women, I want to focus on women because we just do so much for other people. And we often, so often ladies forget about ourselves. And when I thought of, we know what am I going to really help people with? It's really to embrace self-care because if you cannot love yourself, then you cannot fully live a life to your highest potential. So that's what I want to help people with, um, especially women to really fulfill 
their their life and their purpose and find what it is that they value so that they can live their life with those values so that we really just become because i believe that we're all connected at at the source level so that if we each each one of us individually can live a life of highest potential then that actually has an effect on everything from like our the people that we're very close to but also everyone else around the world and god knows more than ever, we need this today, right? So let me just, where am I now? Okay, so I'm back here in Toronto. I'm just trying to tell you my, I changed careers and um, my healing journey, my mom's healing journey was super um, inspirational. And again, we took a very holistic approach to self-healing because it's one of the values um, that I do value is I truly believe that if you remove the interference, whether it's mental interference, emotional interference, physical, or all of them really, then, which is like toxic interference, then the body will self-heal. The body is such an amazing machine. If we know how intricate and intelligent the eight intelligence of our body is, then we will be, we will be more respectful of the, of our body. And that's, that's exactly what happened to me. And I think that's kind of my mission with this podcast as well. The more information I give you, the more you know, and the more you'll, you'll, you'll respect your body and then perhaps not eat, go to McDonald's and eat that 29% chicken, right? Because you'll know exactly what's happening at the molecular level or not, right? But you'll, and then it'll kind of stop you and be like, hmm, what's this actually doing for my body? It's actually causing toxic exposure. Like it's giving me toxins in my body, which I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to my child. So why would I do that to myself, right? So anyway, um, going to maybe perhaps my values, because I think it's super important that you guys know what I value. So then you can maybe resonate or not with me, right? So I do value um, abundance because I believe that we we truly do come from um, a place of abundance. And, you know, I know that um, people would like us to think otherwise, but I, I truly believe that there is more than what we actually need in this world, on this universe, really. There is a plentiful supply of what it is that we need. So I truly, truly, truly value abundance. And it's an abundance mindset um, that I that I value. And that's kind of what I want um, all our listeners to, to know as well and to embrace. Community. I feel that that's why I love this podcast because it's going to help us become a community, right? And feeling of, of fellowship with others and accountability with, with, with um, the group programs that I offer and sort of sharing this common attitude, interest, as well as goals. But you know what? Also being very respectful and allowing for that al- alternate thought um, or point of view and respecting it. And, and I'd love to for you to comment if you think otherwise, if you think, no, actually, this is, we don't have abundance. We're actually, there's scarcity all around the world. And I will respect that. I will not censor that. And I will not turn that down. I will respect, I will listen to the other point of view and, and respect it. And that's kind of how I want to build the community to be sort of freed um, freedom of of speech um, and and comment and as long as it's respectful and obviously not um, 
bad mouthing anybody or anything like that. So that's my second value. And you can find these on my website as well. Contentment, which comes from the yogi um, Santosha, which is really being super um, happy with what you have and being in the present moment and in the now. And I would love to have a podcast just about that and being very content with actually um, what it is that you have right now. As well as gratitude, right? So that contentment is very linked to gratitude because uh, being in the moment and being very appreciative of what you have and being neutral to what you have is um, brings about gratitude, right? And it's really what you appreciate appreciates. And now there's tons of research on just being grateful and what you're grateful for. And it, it's a very high vibrational frequency, um, the, the feeling of the emotion of gratitude that will allow you to attract even more gratitude, right? And this is where this abundance comes in and it's all sort of tied together. Growth. So, so really subscribing to the idea that, you know what, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Like you need to look for opportunities that, you know, knock on your door and you need to actually like put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone, do something different, learn something new and, and, and grow and just be a little bit better, you know, really trying to reach that highest potential of yourself a little bit more each and every day, right? And so that when we look back in a year from now, we're like, wow, look at all the stuff that I that I tried and I achieved and I failed at as well. Because you know, failure is feedback. If you're my dad always says, chi um chi prova sbaglia, chi fa sbaglia, right? So like if you are actually um, you're, if you're doing, that's who's who's making mistakes because you're actually trying and you're doing stuff. People that don't make mistakes are people that are in their comfort zone and don't try or do anything. So it's actually it's a very positive spin on on failing and uh, and not uh, maybe perhaps achieving your mark. Like I said, I failed. I feel like I failed three times, right? Sorry, twice before starting my consulting business on my own. I didn't fail. I just, that was kind of, you know, it didn't work out and I still didn't give up type of thing, right? So yeah, I guess it was a little bit failure, but it was feedback. It was really good feedback for what it is that I wanted to do. You know, somebody once told me that there is never really a bad decision that you make because that bad decision is always going to lead you to that decision or the right decision that where you're supposed to be at. So it's kind of like food for thought when you when something doesn't go your way, right? It's kind of like, oh, maybe it wasn't supposed to go my way because then it allowed me to, to explore different avenues and different opportunities, right? And last but not least, when it comes to my values, and I value a lot of other things, but I sort of, I wanted to make it more succinct and I love my numbers. So I love my three, six, nine. Then I just said, okay, we'll make it six. And basically the sixth value is self-healing. And I've already mentioned this before. I truly, truly believe in the innate power and intelligence of our body to self-heal. Because if you really understand the way our body works, it is made to keep you alive. It is made to protect you. So it does not want to kill you. It does not want to hurt you. It wants to keep you healthy and well and alive. You just need to provide the environment for that 
for that healthy. It's just like when you want to grow anything in the garden, you have to provide a very fertile ground for the, which is in the soil, as well as your your habitual habits of watering the soil and making sure you're you know you're taking the the dead leaves around the branches or whatever of the plant and um in order for the actual seed to grow and for the plant to grow its fruit or vegetable so that's exactly how our body is made we need to create a, a healthy environment through our nutrition through our the the um mitigation or elimination of toxins and through the how we habitual lifestyle habits, as well as mindset. Mindset is huge. And I'm going to talk about that in the next episode is about the self, the Savoya self-care method that includes the mind, but that's huge, right? So again, I believe that if we provide the right environment, remove that interference, that's blocking the body from self-healing. And that's another um, thing I want to share with you on this podcast is some really amazing self-healing stories of people that have done that they have healed themselves from stage four cancer for example you know through understanding how the body works and removing that but oftentimes we're so blinded and we're we just lost that connection with ourselves that we don't believe in it so that belief that mindset needs to be there in order for the body you could have the right conditions, the right environment, but not believe in yourself that you can heal yourself, then it ain't going to happen. So that's why that body-mind connection is huge. And, I, and I'm a true believer of that. So those are my values. And I'd love to know yours. And basically, you can share them as well in the, in the comments. And my vision, my vision is to empower women to become their own health hero. That's my vision. And I want to start with a million women and then take it from there. So I hope you can help me with, with this vision of mine. And how I'm going to do this? My mission is by educating women about self-care practices, right? That nurture the heart, the mind, and the body by optimizing nutrition, fasting, menstrual cycle awareness and sinking, ladies. It is so powerful, this tool that we have and we we never tap into it and restoring balance because that's oftentimes what's happening where just there's just balance is is imbalanced basically and it's causing like all kinds of issues and so restoring this balance through rejuvenating lifestyle habits so that's me in a nutshell i hope you have enjoyed this episode of this first episode of who I am. And I, again, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to this podcast. I am super excited. Like I said, we're going to have some amazing guests on this web, on this podcast, and I'm going to share with you some amazing information with evidence-based, research-based, as well as anecdotal, like I said, because that's also very, very important. I'm going to bring on some amazing people with some amazing stories and some businesses that they're running that I'd love for you to support if you can. And, and then we're going to have some sort of series that we're go, we'll go through when it comes to, for example, self-healing series I have plans for to really get the stories out. Like, let's, let's listen to some really good 
good news instead of like this always like fearful news um, that we watch on TV. So let's listen to some amazing stories of people that have really healed themselves through um, this holistic mind-body approach. And last but not least, I would love... I would love to to mention something very, very important and uh, dear to my heart. And I hope I don't get emotional over this is that, okay, I guess I am going to get emotional. Um, I do want to dedicate what I'm doing to this amazing woman in my life that is unfortunately an angel in heaven. And uh, her name is uh, Annalisa D'Angelo and she is my aunt. So she is my sis, my mom's sister. And uh, we lost her on January 10th, um, 2021. And basically, she has been such an inspiration because she was diagnosed with breast cancer for about um, almost 11 years and lived um, 11 years and had just tried everything and, and knew the power of the mind body connection and was meditating and was doing bre- uh, breathing work, was doing all kinds of uh, integrative medicine uh, protocols and alternative medicine protocols and really just gave it her all and just never gave up, was super determined, was super open to try new things, was always, always growing as as a woman and just was so inspirational and so motivational that I want to dedicate this podcast to her loving memory as a tribute to all women and uh, and as a motivation for all women to understand the power of your body, the power of your mind, the power that we have within, um, again, by removing that interference and by harvesting such a beautiful environment for our bodies to thrive. So this is a dedication to her. Um, the podcast is dedicated to her because she was truly um, an amazing uh, goddess. And now she's up in heaven and hi, Dia. And I just want to dedicate this um, this beautiful podcast to her and even my mission um, to her because she has been uh, truly a motivational and uh, an inspiration for me. And I'm sorry I'm getting emotional, but she was just such an amazing woman that it is just so hard that um, she is no longer here with us. But I know I feel her and I know that she's given me the push to do what I'm doing um, today and to get out and put myself out there, out of my comfort zone a little. I mean, I do love to talk and <laughs> some people say you can tell that you have a podcast because you do love to yap. Um, but again, putting myself out there, getting myself out of my comfort zone. And I just want to thank you, Zia, because I know that you are you are the wind beneath my wings. And um, thank you. So that is the dedication and to to her, to this lovely lady. Um, and I just wanted to share that with you. So thank you ladies for listening in. It's been my pleasure and a privilege to be part of your day today. And I cannot wait for you to tune in for some exciting episodes coming up. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of the day. Namaste. Ciao for now. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking part of your day and sharing it with me by listening to this amazing podcast episode. I would also like to thank 
our sponsors, St. Lucian Seamoss. Check them out and get some awesome Seamoss at www.stlucianseamoss.co. If you enjoyed this podcast and it was helpful, please share it with your loved ones or a friend and check out SavoyaSelfCare.com for more amazing wellness tips. Please also leave us a rating now on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot and send it to info at SavoyaSelfCare.com. We will reply with a gift as a grateful thank you. If you want to upgrade your healthy living and take it to the next level, be sure to join us next week. And remember, self-care is not selfish, it's self-love. Ciao for now.